0: To C3 Church Vancouver podcast, we know you'll be blessed by this message. Maori King, and these guys will know this doesn't happen. The Maori King asked us to come to Pōkai which is where thousands of Maori leaders, chiefs, around the nation, and they asked us to come be part of that. Why? Because we had tripped into their world. And become part of a story of hope for them. And they mention us by name. And one of our people gets up. One of our Maori people gets up and he speaks. Honestly, in the midst of the top orators in our land. This little church. 150 people. Struggling, working, doing what you're doing. But we tripped into something new. I feel that for you guys. Seriously, I want to say that. I think you know what you've got now. But I think as you walk through this next season... You're going to trip into something very different. See, you know what you know. You've got what you've got. You've done it before, nothing wrong with it. It's beautiful. It's one I mean, being here, I just think, why change it? <laughs> but when you trip into a new season, you trip into you have to change. Your worldview changes, your ideas change. And Hemi, you're going to see again I'm going to give you three Maori words soon. You're going to see three things again come alive here, Manakitanga and And I'll tell you what those words mean. Because it's a journey of this place. Is that all right? Okay, here we go. Just, just turn to Acts 10, because this is a, a, a major turning point um, in the early church. And it particularly centers around Peter. Peter is one of the apostles. You gotta understand, Peter's had this amazing experience, Acts 2. He's met Jesus. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit. He's part of the miraculous journey of the new church. They see miracles that you and I have never seen before. God's alive in him. He's both denied Christ and then being kind of raised up as the one upon this rock, I'll build my church. In other words, he sees something that others can't see. So this is, this, this is Peter. But in his journey, he is trapped in a certain closet. He's trapped in a Jewish closet. He, he, he th- th- this gospel, this thing that is so important to him, though, can't, regardless of his spiritual journey, his miraculous journey, his spirit-filled life, can't get out of his closet, his Jewish closet. Six years later, something happens. He enters the cupboard. Bang, he trips into a new world of the Gentiles. And the gospel, boom, spreads into the nations, into the so-called nations of that time, into the Gentile world, which was forbidden. Six years. How could this be? Six years he wouldn't enter into a Gentile's home. You know, it's interesting, our story with, with Maori. I've been shocked. As we enter into these spaces and hear this story, even about the church, what the church thinks of them, Maori king said to us, we've asked you to come here. We said, why is that? He says, one of the reasons is this. The church always asks us to come into their meetings, but they never come into ours. He says, you have honoured us by coming. When we step over, we step into a whole world that opens up story and hope. So here's, here's Peter. With all this background, Acts 10. I'm not going to read it to you. I hope you know the story a bit. But Acts 10, 1, 1 to 7, there's a person called um, Cornelius, who's, who's a Roman soldier. Now, this shouldn't happen. The Jews hated the Romans. Every day they walked out their door, they knew they were under siege by the Romans. They'd been taken over. And it wasn't a military guard as such, but they were sharing this awkward space. But everything about their culture was being destroyed by the, the, you know, the Roman Empire and so on. And so we walk out the door. But here is, here, here is Cornelius. Cornelius has a dream. And hear me, the people you're going to trip into are already dreaming. Yeah. They're already waiting for you guys. See, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, prophetic spirit, doesn't just sit in us. There's an, it, it may not look redeemed. It may not say, thus saith the Lord. But when we've tripped into this world, we're shocked by how many already have told us we knew you were coming. Do you know about this? And I had a dream. And and away they go. And you think, oh. And see, Cornelius is already hearing something that Peter can't even handle. Peter wouldn't go into this space. (laughs) It takes a Gentile. It takes somebody who's outside this space to invite him into a whole new world, so he has this dream. He says, Go and see, go and see, and he sends one of his advocates to go. In verse 9, the next day, as Cornelius' messages were nearing the room, Peter went up into the flat roof to pray. It's about noon, he was hungry, with he was wanting a meal. And we know that God sends down the sheet, and in the sheet, he sends down a whole lot of really horrible animals. If you're a Jew, Everything you weren't meant to eat or touch was there. Hear me again. Some of the places that God's taking this community, you're going to trip into the spaces of people and you're going to go, that's just horrible. Let's go back to what we were. Let's just do the Sunday thing. Let's just whatever. Let's just, when well, it was so good. You know, remember when we were just 50 people, 100 people? But you trip into another world, and, and all of a sudden, poor old Peter is confronted with something that's horrific to him. But God opens his door. He trips into this new world. <laughs> and, and he starts to realize he's being trapped by something so big and wonderful it's going to cost him his life in a new way. He's about to experience God again. And I may be overstating this. I don't think I am. I think you're in the early stages of such a thing happening. I believe it. And then we get down to verse 22. Peter says, You know it is against our law for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile's home like this or to associate with you. Hey, stick with me. Six years. The guy's filled with the Spirit. The guy's a hero of their faith. This guy who's loved Jesus, seen miracles, been here, done that. He can't even step over into a Gentile's home. By his wife, the Good Samaritan, why the priests? Remember, they wouldn't go across and help the Good Samaritan. Why? Because they'd become unclean. And it'd take another couple of days to go back and get cleaned up. Peter's still trapped in that world. If I go into their house, I'll be unclean. How, how can this be? When you trip into this new world... <sighs> It's going to open up conversation. It's going to open up a world, and you're going to say, look at these Gentiles. They're more beautiful than you think. People often say, Fraser, have you got all these Māoris saved? I says, no, I think I've got saved. (laughs) I'm the one. There's something of this journey. I've fallen in love with our land and with some of the brokenness and some of the beauty and some of the mystery that was hidden From my eyes before that, we've bounced into this prophetic world of people who think and believe, and you come near them. Let me just tell you, Ritani Tequila, that's their names. Both play, uh, he plays rugby league. Uh, my, My sons play rugby league. At the end of one of the games, they come and say, Hey, bro, what's up with you? You don't seem to get as stoned or as drunk as we do. You know, are you guys religious? What's the story? And, um, They don't get stoned at all, but, you know, that's that's his language. And he says, what's up with Are you guys religious? Or do you go to church or something? And our boys had never said they were Christians. They just played the game. Just look after it. Senior level, top level, rep rep stuff. He said, yeah, we we actually go to a church. He says, oh, do you mind if I come along? They come along. Second week. (laughs) Gives his heart to the Lord. Problem is, he is full of drug addiction, Their marriage is in trouble. They've got two little children. They're not married. They've got two little children. And for the next year, it's like this. It's just, are they going to be there? Are they not? not? But then they enter us. See, they then invite us into the world of their friends. All of a sudden, this door opens. Cut a story short. Eight years later, they're now elders in the church, Britanni and Tequila. Why? And out of them, they've now opened this door, which is why we end up with the king. The Maori king. What looks broken? What looks Gentilish? What looks uh, unusual? What, what means when, when, when you've got kids there, as we do, literally beaten with bars so the bruising's on them, they can't lie down or sit up, and you think, ah, another night when I could go to sleep, and I can't. And you like, what you say, what do you do with them? And you get one of your young girls there, and they lie beside them, and they just sing songs in the night, and they hold them. And they send them back into their terrible situations, maybe. And they do it again. You see them again and again. This little group of lesbian girls who, who, who come, come every week, sit there. about six of them. He's go and give them a big hug and say, what are you doing here? He says, come on, you guys. We don't want you here. Have them on. Get out of here. I says, why do you keep coming? He says, Mr. Hardy. He's always give me a hug. He says, Mr. Hardy, this is the only safe place in our life. Says, what do you mean? They says, all of us live together because we've been abused by our dads and our uncles. And he says, we live together for safety. They says, but when we walk in this space, we're safe. Beautiful. Says, when you give us a cuddle, Mr. Hardy, as they do, we kind of feel safe. They walk to see, they walked into something, but we've walked into their world, their story, their their, their hope, their brokenness. Their, and you come alive and you think, thank God that we've tripped through into another season. It's not, about the, it's, not, it's not about this building, but it is because behind this, you're being tricked into a journey It's called faith. That you do not see, you'll understand. And a year's time, two years, three years' time, you're going to sit here and this one and that one are going to start telling this story and you think, ah. This is the story of hope that came out of this. See what happens? Peter finally gets into this space. We see here that he, he, he preaches the good news and so on. They, they accept Christ in a further way. He was already a God-fearing man. And then the miracle t- t- takes place, really. It says here, verse 44, the Spirit of God fell upon all those who were listening. They were amazed because of the gift of the Holy Spirit that had been poured out upon them. But perhaps this is even the greater gift it went on and says, and then Peter stayed with them in their home for another three days. For a man who wouldn't enter this space, he's now at rest. He's now, his story is about to start again. And the Gentile world is about to explode. And the church is going to find her true message. I'm going to give you three words and then I'm going to stop. Because I'm aware of the time. So here's three words, Maori words. Manakitanga. When you enter a marae, when you enter a space like this, there's a thing called a pōwhiri. The pōwhiri is a welcome. A lady will call it, and you walk in, you sit down, you tell your story, you have the hongi where you, the hongi is when. What it, what it means is this. When you breathe each other's breath in my presence, you will be safe. And you do all that, and then afterwards you eat together, and then you go. Manakitanga is the word for hospitality care, but more than that. And this is what I believe at the heart of this community again is going to be revisited. See, at the heart of Manakitanga is this that it gives mana to a person. This Māori elder helped us. He said, Praiser, you come here, you sing our songs, eat our food and leave. But if you do not have restored mana, if you don't leave us feeling hope and a song and a possibility, if you don't leave our presence feeling that you actually can become a better person, our manakitanga, our hospitality, our little shaking of the hands, our coffee, in other words, he said, actually is a waste of time. See, there's something of the church, there's something of who you are, we are, it's called the body it's the community of faith, that when we do manakitanga cheap, because we're all so busy and racing and you're thinking right now about the spaces you've got to go to, but manakitanga takes time to look into somebody and say, you know what, bro, I'm really busy, but why don't you come home? Why don't we just go, listen, why don't we go down the road here? And as you sit there and as you, as you talk and you share and something happens in that when they leave your presence, they feel mana. They feel hope again. They feel, you know, I think I'm going to be all right. I think God's with me. I think there's something of the song that is, it's not just this, you know, hello and a and, and handshake and a, and a church notice. But when I was around that person, I, I felt loved. You know, when Mr. Hardy puts his arms around me, it is safe. A little bit of mana, a little bit of mana in the midst of life's craziness. When you worship and you're saying, it's not just songs, There's there's this transfer of responsibility. Something happens in a community that understands manaki tanga that's saying, we can't be cheap enough just to sing songs. Somewhere in this, we hand over the responsibility of our crazy journey, our anxieties, our Children, our parents, our, you know, the house that has to be paid for, the, the spaces you're going to go to, and we hand it over, and mana, something stands up again in us. And I believe one of the marks of this community, again, you probably already do it, I think you're going to find manakitanga afresh. Whatever that means, in 2018 and 19 and 20, you're going to find how to feast around a table and how to be in the presence of others. And I warn you, it takes time. If you ain't got time, just hand out the notices. See you next week. But if you take this seriously, if you want to build mana and hope into those that you're going to trip into. Number two, Heri Hirikori is a Maori word just means to live. Free of conditions or to live on freehold land. When you start to understand what you're being sent into, I promise you this, heart on, you are going to enter a new season of what I call spiritual freedom and warfare. I don't know if it's going to look like what we used to, I hope not. But behind it, it simply means this, that we live on freehold land. In other words, there's nobody else on that land with us. We help people to live in a place where they're free again. I believe part of Manakitanga, part of this thing called mana, is that it will allow people again to know what it means to live with Kori, to live with a sense of, oh, thank God, those, the, 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 that dreadful anxiety, that constant thing that plagued me, that deep sense of darkness that I lived in. Somehow through journeying with this community, somehow through walking through into this new world, we have found a new way of harikori, a new way of setting free, a new way of giving hope. Amen? A new way of being what we're called to be, the church, the normal church. That isn't afraid to step into the spaces and say, you know what? I think there's a way through this. You know what I think? I think. And with that will come new levels of prayer and new levels of all the things that go with it. But you're going to find that freedom again. Harikori and finally, wāru tapu, which simply means this: Holy Spirit, Spirit life. When I walk in here, and th- this, you've already got this, you're Spirit people. You weren't born in a clever idea, were you? You're smart. I mean, listen to these guys preaching. You already had three messages before I got up here. You know. <laughs> but you know and I know that's not why this place is held together. See, Wairua one of the songs that uh, my son was my, my son wrote and again, but Wairua Tapu has this deep meaning of spirit life being central to this land we walk in. That we are unashamedly a people of the spirit. It may look a bit different to the way we are. We may not quite do it or sound exactly that, but there's something of dependence. There's something of need. There's something of this community. When they go through the door, they go, oh, we can't do this. Look at the white witch. Look at those funny creatures. How do we do? How, how, how do we help these gang people? How do we help these millionaires? How do we work with this business community? Well, whatever it is you trip into, and you're going to come running back and say, "Oh, we've got the manuals. We, we, we know what to be doing. You're going to laugh." And He say, "What say we pray?" No, we've got to pray. We've got to pray. This, is, this world is kind of so big that only through a, de- a community of dependence on Holy Spirit. Can we do this? Before I came here. I went into the Morai, which is a meeting place. My son, by the way, was married on the on, on, on the to his wife um, Tiata Tiata, and they just had a little baby called Takari um, Teata, uh, which means the firstborn of Tiata uh, and Aaron and 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 Aaron Hardy. But I went up there to the Morai, and I just spent three days. Nobody else there. Just this. I could show you pictures. Doesn't matter. Um, galore. And I just sat in this Morai, and I and the carvings, and the story, which is their, like their photo album. And I looked at that, and I sat in the midst of this. I cried. I fell in love with this land, and I felt Holy Spirit. It was like this, Lord, I've missed all this. I've been so caught outside of this cupboard. Thank you, I tripped into yeah. this new world of hope. I sat there for three days, a little bit of fasting, and a little bit of praying, a little bit of eating. And I sat there, I cried, and I thought, thank you, God. Thank you. I feel saved again. I feel ready for this new adventure. I feel ready to meet Aslan in a new way. I feel ready to find what this new world's going to be about. And this is the journey of faith you're on. Let's say so you stand up. Holy Spirit, we just truly invite you. And um Please open your hearts. It's a couple of minutes before twelve, and if you can just have patience with me, I, I really appreciate this. Thank you. I, I came back in my journey of faith as a, a young guy after my mother was healed of cancer. That's honestly how I why I came back. Um, and since then, it's been different marks of the Holy Spirit that I, that I realized mark us out. And you walk out of this room, this won't mean a thing. And this Holy Spirit does something in you. And I want to just pray now he would do that. Just open your hearts. And I know as I'm standing here, some of you exploding. It's like you're saying, God, thank you. Others are saying, I'm not sure if I really want. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Lord, those early disciples, they had no idea. They sat in that upper room as they sorted out this stuff. They must have looked at one another and felt failure and disappointment. They had no idea. Forty days, they are about to trip through a door into a whole new world. Peter had no idea. And that sheet came down. he's about to trip through that cupboard door. Lord, he knew his cupboard so well. He knew what fitted, where the shoes fitted. How the Jewish world worked, how this thing was meant to be. And you tripped him. He tripped through that trap door. And he was saved again. He was launched into mission. He was launched into a world where he was so out of his depth that he could do nothing else but fall upon a dependence upon you. Lord, I thank you for all that's in this cupboard, in this room. All the stories, all the, like the, yeah, all, all, all that's here, the carvings that are in the hearts of people. Some disappointment, some much hope, but in this room, Lord, the places their feet have stood on, the things that they once had all worked out. But I place this community now before you. If this is your word, I pray now, Holy Spirit, start even in these moments, would you start to open hearts, the spirit of prophecy start to blow upon this community pray as you do so, you'd start even harikori. There'd be a sense of you starting to free us from anything we got trapped in. Even our spiritual journey, our religious hacks, our whatever it is, our brokenness, those marriages that didn't work, our kids that said this or our parents that did that. Things that have locked us in this cupboard for too long. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that this season would open again that sense of manaki, that sense of hope, that mana, that again wants to stand up and to enter through into. All of this community has been called into. And I'm so pleased they haven't got a clue of all that it may mean. But right now, I thank you for the lost, the broken, the disappointed, I thank you for the low and the high, the rich and the poor. I thank you for those, Lord, that already, Holy Spirit, you are working in. I thank you already for those that are, that, that are hearing your voice but have no idea how to interpret that. May the gift of interpretation pour into the hearts of those who stand here today. That is Phil. Phil. Phil again. again. Fill again, homes. Fill again, spirits of compassion. Fill again, fill again, fill again. Fill again, may this cupboard (laughs) never look the same. Lord, it sounds really crazy, and I finish, guys, in about one minute, and I'm gonna invite if people wanna come for prayer. Lord, I pray in a kind of crazy way that you would baptize, you'd fill, you'd immerse, you'd overflow this community with a fresh experience of Holy Spirit. Thank you. Come. Come. Deeper, deeper. Come. Go and scare us. Let us trip. Let us trip into this next season. Let this community be truly all that you're calling it to be. I pray for the leaders here. I pray for those that are kaitiaki, those that oversee, those that care. I pray that faith and hope and like a new endowment of understanding would be upon and within and through them. We bless you now. In Jesus' name. If any of you would like prayer this morning, honestly, I'd be honored to pray for you. I just, That was in my heart. I just felt today to come and just deposit this. And there's some of you here, it's like there's a, there's this thing just erupting in you. Not all of you, but many of you. And if you'd just like me to pray for you, please, I'm not here to counsel. I'm just here to pray. What I have, I give to you. I've only got a, two hours, a couple of hours before I hop on the plane. What I have, I give to you. And when I come back here, I'm going to look at it and say, wow, you tripped through, didn't you? (laughs) Somebody tripped you into this. And oh, my goodness. God bless you. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. For more information, join us online at c3b.ca.